to Healthy Energy with Margo. In our show, we explore the various ways we can connect to our energy and shift our perspective to create change in our being and in life. Now, here is your host, Margo Nielsen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a magical Monday and Healthy Energy with Margo. Thank you so much for joining me today, whether you are listening live or to the recording. If you are live and would like to ask a, ask a question during the show, we would love to have you call in at 1-866-472-5792. My guest today is Pat. Oh, I should have asked how you say your last <laughs> name before I'm on live. Crookshank? Crookshank. Yeah. All right. So welcome, Pat. She's here with me live in person, and uh, we're already having fun before we began. So I hope you can tune into that fun and uh, enjoy our conversation. I'm so. pretty sure I will because, yeah, fun's <laughs> kind of my middle name. <laughs> I know. I like fun, too. So Pat is also known as Grandma Pat. She is a wife of 47 years, a mother of four, and a grandmother to 11 so far. So that might mean there's some more coming. She has an enthusiastic passion for life and for being an encouragement and help to others that cross her path, whether it be related to health, family, relationships, finances, or for spiritual advice. Pat has always been a go-to person to make things happen and create fun for other people. In the past, she has done several women's events, teen weekend retreats, and car rallies. Even though she is now a senior, she is still a very active in running children's programs and special kids weeks events. She worries about the younger moms who are now trying to juggle work and motherhood while looking for answers to do everything perfect for their children and therefore giving themselves so much stress. She will encourage and inspire you as she shares in her own unique and crazy way how it is never too late to learn, to change, to follow your dreams, to trust your own instincts, to never give up and just enjoy your family. So, Pat, (laughs) our conversation today is a grandma's thoughts on today's parenting styles. And, you know, I first met you, I think it was back in May, and you and I got together just to discuss business. And I'm just thinking, here's this lady who turned a senior who probably would run circles around a lot of younger people. You have such passion, yes, passion for life and enthusiasm, and that really drew you to me. So... Um, share a little bit more about you and how you got so involved in, in kids and helping at your church. And Alrighty. Well, uh, the funny thing is, is we're talking today about parenting, and I never wanted to be a parent originally. <laughs> so this is, I mean, that's the irony of this whole thing. Yeah. So I'm number five in a family of six myself, and I had three older sisters that when they got married and had kids, I watched them change the diapers, the runny noses, the whininess, and, you know, all the fussing around. And I thought, you know, I I don't want to do that. Yet my whole life was involved with children. I was going to UBC originally to be a, a school teacher, originally high school, then decided at the end it should have been elementary, but I wasn't going to go back and take more years to do it. (laughs) But in the church setting, I was a part of Pioneer Girls. I ended up being a leader. I ran a children's adventure week program. I did everything in my life was connected to elementary school kind of kids. And then uh, we were involved in our youth. So we ran the car rallies. I organized the youth retreat weekends over at Keats Island or out at Timberline Ranch or different places. So I just like it said in the bio, I love to create fun and have fun with people and help people have a good time together. 
And then the kid thing, we were married quite a few years before we finally had our first one. Somebody encouraged us one day that um, maybe it was about time we were parents and we started to think about it and thought, Joe, maybe maybe I had grown up enough (laughs) (laughs) to finally consider that being a mother was a good thing, not just playing with everybody else's kids. So we didn't want, you know, an only child. So we had our first two and it turned out to be a girl and a boy. And we thought we had this perfect family. And then, no, God said, no, you need another one and another one. So we ended up with four. And I probably could have been one of those people who could have gone on to five, six, eight, ten, whatever. Oh, from none to lots. (laughs) Because I was never sick during pregnancy. I had this energy and I had an organizational bent. So running two kids or four kids, it didn't make any difference. You know, in my mind, once you got kids in the house, you got the whole kid thing going. What's another one? But I ended up having a few cesareans along the way. So that stopped me from having more than four. So who knows where, what it had been if I hadn't had those difficulties. So, yeah, I've been involved in kids and teaching then in the church setting, Sunday school for 50 years now. I have Holy, taught. Holy, <laughs> wow. So always. Um, from weekly for 50 years, I have been involved in children some way besides my own, right? So uh, this watching the parenting styles change over the years has been a big frustration for me lately as the grandma. Because <laughs> life has changed. So life much. has changed so much. I mean, you think way back when, I know when I first had kids, I stayed at home for a little bit and then I did things that allowed me to be home. Did I ever go back to work after I had kids? I think I just became the entrepreneur and did my own things at home and created that way instead. And I certainly don't envy people having to get up and go to like rush everybody out of the house and off and sports and, and, you know, whatever other events at the end of the day. So what's, what's something that you see that has changed the most? Yeah. Like you, uh, I was able to stay at home, especially when my kids were younger and then they were uh, more up towards the high school years before I went out and had a full-time job. I did a few uh, things from home too, to earn income. But now uh, moms and dads together to live in the Vancouver area anywhere are, are both working. And so the whole stress on a family of juggling that schedule. And so I see parents are stressed, number one, to start with, with Mm -hmm. there's not enough time to be really connecting with their kid hour after hour. They're coming and going so much. And in that stress, the number one thing that you and I were talking about just before the show started is I see parents are not being parents. They're trying to be their kid's friend. And I think it's because they feel like they have so few hours with them, maybe. Um, I'm just throwing that out there. But they're trying to be friends instead of in charge. And I see parents always asking the kids, not advice, but, oh, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Do you want to eat dinner now? Do you want to? And I'm like, do you know what? If you became the parent and made the decisions of what's the best plan for the family activities and give the kids choices in other ways, because they need to learn to have choices Mm -hmm. and make decisions for sure. But your one, two, three, and four-year-olds do not need to decide if it's time to eat now. They don't need to be the ones, like, in general, time to decide, uh, are we going to go off to the park now? In my mind, the parent looks at the day, decides when good patterns, and that's the other thing, to be organized, right? If you can organize and have a pattern, oh, my goodness, your kids are so much happier. If they sleep at the same time, generally eat the same time, the snacks are at the same time. And that's hard to do in this crazy life. But this asking, uh, I hear the word okay come out of every single young parent I'm with these days. Everywhere I go, 
parents I don't even know when I'm just out in public. They're always saying to the kid, um, uh, do you want a snack now? Okay. And I'm like, if I'm the parent, I would notice there's a pattern. You know your kids. Do they look like they need a snack? Say, I think we're going to have snack now and offer them the snack and not, <laughs> not offer them five things. Offer them what is good and healthy and not always ask them, okay, are you, you know, there's, it's just, it's, it's overdone. Mm-hmm. It's just overdone. And now they've set themselves up for failure because if the kid says no, when you're about to take the family out the door, no, I don't want to go out to the park right now. Then you've got this battle <laughs> rather than saying, we're all going to go out to the park right they now can. and have a lot of fun. So it's a subtle change of, of how you say things to them. I know my mom and yeah. dad used to always say yeah. kids are better off with a routine and a schedule of some sort. And I always like I, I found that a lot. Yes. And then there's times I like to throw it all to the wind and just yeah. what do we feel like doing in that moment? And yeah, um, I know for my kids, I did give them choice, but not in things like that. Dinner with dinner. Yes. You know, things like that. I would give them choices. You know, would you be willing to do this? And it's okay if you don't, but nine times out of 10, they would do it for me. Yeah. Because I did give them a choice of something like that. It wasn't a demand. And it it could be just in in how we ask in certain things. It's the wording. It's the wording. And yeah, okay. That's an interesting, interesting observation, though. How much do we do that in our own life? Do we (laughs) ask? Even, (laughs) Even as parents, like, okay, okay. You know, it, it it's good. So that that's that's one of your tips to people yes. is is maybe not to ask the words okay all the time, but it is dinner time. We are going here, and then in there, do you say you're at the park? Would you like to go on the swing, or would yes. you like to go on the monkey bars, or whatever else is at the? There's so the many ways we can offer them choices. Do you want to wear your sweater? Do you want to wear your coat? Do you want the the blue one of this? Or when it's snack time, if you have two good snacks, do you want the apple or do you want the cookie? There's so many ways we can build that they get to choose. But in general, function of what the family is doing and what we've chosen to do as parents and where we're deciding this would be great for our family. If we want to have an adventure day, you can give the adventure decision. Do you want to go to the zoo or do you want to go to the P&E? Mm-hmm. But not... Uh, not the whole choice of they're dictating what the family's up to. Because that's what I, I hear out there. People, and it's just, um, I think that parents are so busy, they don't seem to have time to take a little breather once a week and decide what's important for their family that week. Mm. Uh, where are they headed with um, what's um, the family values? And they're looking at all their friends' families and thinking, oh, my goodness, that friend's taken their kid to here, 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 and here. And, oh, that one's got them in gymnastics and swimming and dance. And, and they're feeling pressured so much by society that their kids have to be in everything. And that really worries me because I just posted on Facebook the other day a neat video that the medical people are saying our kids are overstressed and overdone. Mm-hmm. And they need just plain downtime. Very true. Playtime. Just imaginative. Let them go mm-hmm. be and create. And we're we're organizing their life. And then we're all stressed because we can't get there in time. We can't, <laughs> we can't get it all fit in, right? I know. With my kids, once they finished school, and I listened to people with the summer and the activities planned, like, immediately. And I always gave us two weeks to just kind of 
take a deep breath, come down, and then then what do we do? And, yeah. But you do, you do feel pressured. I know as a parent, I did. I felt pressured that they should have the best of this and go here and do this. And, you know, the kids' friends were all doing these different things, and we just didn't. We didn't have the money to do some of those yes. costly things. But, I mean, you can go to the park. You can go to the beach. It doesn't cost a whole heck of a lot. You can make your own sandwiches. You can do your own thing. And I think, yes, as parents working because I know when my kids were in baseball, I do remember we did go seven days a week. And even though I was at home, working from home, even to get dinner on the table and get out, it was hard. So <laughs> it takes a lot of organization, like you say, yes. I would think, is to set your schedule up at the beginning of the week. Who's going where, what's doing, and yeah. how important are some things? Can they, you know... Is it necessary to be in five different activities or can you pick one or, I don't know, it's been yes. a while since I've had young kids. I know. <laughs> so it's yes. like, I, even for me and my own schedule. <laughs> I think, and nowadays there are vastly more choices of what kids can get involved in even than 40, 35, 40 years ago when my kids were toddlers and looking at, okay, what are we going to put them in? Life has changed and opened up far more. And but then the expenses has. So I worry that so many young pa- families are looking at all these have tos and mom's working to provide the have tos and their family just might be a little more happier if the mom didn't work so much to provide the half those kind of have tos and stayed home because I know a while back and I haven't checked stats before I came on this program today, but a number of years ago, if a mother had a lower um more minimum wage or lower income job if she actually stopped working, stayed home, cooked from scratch, you know, bought kids clothes, maybe at Value Village, did those things, and the husband was able to claim on the income tax the more of the oh, family. Yeah. It was more beneficial financially for that mother to stay home because when you go out to work, you've got transportation, mm-hmm. wear and tear on your car. If you have a second car, the insurance on the car, mother wears different clothes going to work than she would if she was a stay-at-home mom. Sometimes more, you mm-hmm. have to be more professional. Then there's all the expenses connected to being out to work. Uh, oh, there's a special birthday for somebody at the office. You go out for lunch. Yes. And it adds huge amount on people that they, they someone did the study. And unless that mother was making exceptionally good income, she was actually wasting more money going to work. And then all the time and energy the family was better off if she stayed home because they mathematically figured out the extra costs mothers have. And, of course, daycare, if that's needed, and all of that, that she had to have a very high-paying job to really make it worthwhile. But people were so caught up in, oh, we can't afford to have um, only one income, but they can. It's an, it's an interesting thought, and I think a lot of that is a choice. So we're going to go to a break, and then when we come back, we'll hear a little bit more. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you been neglecting yourself and now is the time to make you a priority in your own life? To be kinder and more in tune with yourself. Maybe there is an area of your life you would like to shift or gain a new perspective. 
Margot of Healthy Energy would be happy to assist you. To get in touch with Margot to book your healing session or coaching session today, call 778-828-8005 or email healthyenergy at shaw.ca. That's 778-828-8005 or email healthyenergy at shaw.ca. Do you wish you had more energy? Would you like to have a more restful sleep? Do you experience discomfort in your joints? Maybe you'd like to release some excess weight. The Health Made Simple and Weight Management Made Simple programs by Secret may just be what you're looking for. To get started today, contact Margot Nielsen at 778-828-8005 or healthyenergy at shaw.ca. Again, to discover what Secret can do for you, call Margot at 778-828-8005 or email healthyenergy at shaw.ca. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Healthy Energy with Margo. We'd love to connect with you on the program today. Call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to healthyenergy at shaw.ca. Now, back to Healthy Energy with Margo. Here again is Margo Nielsen. Welcome back to Healthy Energy with Margo. So, Pat, before we went on break, we were just talking about mom's working or not working. And I know as a young mom, I chose to stay home to begin with. And then I got a little bit <laughs> bored. <laughs> Huh, how can you get bored with kids? I don't. Well, I know you what know, you're meaning. I though. needed. I wouldn't say bored. Maybe yeah. that's not the right term term for it. But more, I needed something more for me. And and now watching, you know, like years later, I do. I need a lot of things. I need different things to jump to and from. So adult stimulation. <laughs> well, and just just different things to keep my mind active. So I started doing a home based business, and and I haven't looked back since. I and and I've done many different things along the way. So sometimes I think for moms, they do need to get out just for their yeah. own self esteem and confidence and yeah. who they be. And that's partly society, isn't it? That has placed that. To some degree, you should go out and work, and and financially, it's an it's another one. So, um, you gotta really that that's when you yes. gotta really work out it's, for yourself and it's and, individual. and and yeah. and play with it. So we were also talking about um, being determined. You were saying, or we didn't yeah. talk about it yet. Yeah. We were going to. <laughs> you were talking on break. Um, standing your ground. Now, what do you mean by that? Well, when I was a, a young mom initially and having the first baby, one, I wasn't nervous about the newborn that part of it, because I figured millions and millions of babies been born in the world and they survive even though most of the mothers don't know what they're doing. So I was a very relaxed uh, parent with newborns and babies. My kids were all relaxed. But again, then you start having a toddler 
that is sometimes like saying no, not obeying, not coming, all of those things. And I was very fortunate that at the time uh, Dr. James Dobson, the psychologist, started his focus on the family program. And uh, there was a little church near us that had a mom's program where all the moms could come and have a couple of hours away while someone else looked after our kids and we did crafts. And they had videos of him describing how to parent, which was part of uh, where I got some of my patterns in parenting. And he had a book on, uh, you know, how to parent the stubborn child and all of these things. And that was one thing I picked up that I think served me so well. And none of my kids were super, super uh, beyond that stubborn child, but they had, you know, a couple of them had their determined spirit. I'm a stubborn person by nature myself, and they picked that up. And what I learned was when a mother says to the child that's doing something across the room, stop doing that, it's not safe, or it's, um, you know, pick. it's time to pick up the toys because we're going to eat in a minute and you're all around the dining room table, we can't even get to the table, pick up your toys, and then looks over in a few minutes and is the child picking up their toys? No not picking up their toys. So what does a mother usually do? Raises their voice and said, I told you to pick up the toys, right? And again, you know, while they're maybe making dinner over there in the kitchen and the kids in the dining room playing or whatever. And then the mother looks over again, kids still ignoring, playing, making more mess or just totally ignoring. And the mother raises her voice another notch, yelling, I told you to pick up the toys because we get that impatient. We want Mm -hmm. that done because we're about to maybe come in and set the table. We can't even get You know, they maybe got the whole train track all around the whatever, cars, Lego, something. And what he said was, when you ask something, the kid knows by the level of your voice, when it finally gets that you're finally determined, and now it's time to act because he's about to whatever. Back in those days, we could give him a slap on the hand or, you know, whatever. They know when you've hit boiling point. Why avoid all that? And the instant you say, I would like you to start picking up your toys right now, and they don't, you have to get up and walk over and say, I'll help you a minute to get you started and get them started and and not do it for them, but get them started. And I found playing a game. How fast can we get these Mm -hmm. in the box, right? If you pick up, can you pick up 10 before I do? Can you pick up five before I can count to 10? Anyway, to get them started, but they know that you said it and instantly they have to obey Because if we have that determination, it saved me a ton because I started practicing that instead of waiting and waiting and having that annoyance happening, my voice raising and my, because I'm an impatient person. And I found the minute I read that and I started putting practice, boy, that took life. It made life so much easier. The kids knew she really does mean it. Be determined, say something and then make sure you follow through. And it means we usually have to get up off the chair. And, you know, we're because we're doing something or we're talking to our friend and our kids over Mm -hmm. there, we have to physically get up for a minute. But if we practice it often enough for a little while, then the kids know she really means it. She's going to come over here right away. And then I found I could go out places and um, and that's a whole other thing I'd like to talk about, about preparing kids for where you're going and what to expect when they get there. But I could go out places, be in a big group, things going on. And all I had to do was then look at my kid. I didn't have to get up off my chair anymore. They could see by my eyes. I was signaling them, stop doing what you're doing. Or, you know, you can kind of hand signal. I could be across the room and I didn't have to get up anymore because the pattern was so set. You guys were in a routine. So with my yeah. kids, I have something to add to that. That I used to watch that kids would ask their mom something and she would say no. And they would ask again. (laughs) 
And she would say no. Of course they're going to ask. <laughs> and they would ask again. And she would say no. Or and it could go on yeah. three to five times. And then the answer was yes. And I used to say to my kids, do not ask me again. Yeah. Or the answer is an automatic no. So if you've asked me and I'm thinking about it, or it's a maybe, or I'm not sure, but if you ask me again, they knew it was an automatic no. And I, I meant it, and I truly meant it, because I, I would use those people as an example. Please don't bug me like that, because it's just not necessary. So my son was working in a video store, and some child was bugging mom about something, whatever she wanted, and Christian said to <laughs> <laughs> to the parent and the kid. You know, in my house, no was no. It did not mean ask again. <laughs> yes. And I thought, you know, it's an important thing, right? Because if you keep, I don't know, that's like bugging. So it's it's kind of the opposite in a way of you yes. want the kid to do something or the kid wants you to do something. When you have something established between the two of you that this is what they know, this is how my mom and dad are, and then you work as a team almost more. It's yeah. more of a teamwork. Yeah. Yeah, all these little um, patterns that you set up in your family to all the young moms out there, set the pattern really quickly because those young babies, man, they got it figured out fast. We think they don't know what's going on, but they do. Right? Oh, for they sure wrap they you do. around their face because they're so cute when they're little. Yep. But the, all these patterns, if we set them up when they're little, you save yourself hours, hours of grief. Right? Mm-hmm. And then you can go have, you got time for fun because you're, you're not arguing with them all the time or they're not nagging at you all the time. Yeah, right? it's way better. I know that that was a lifesaver for me because I just thought, I just, I can't, I just can't do that. Yeah. Because it, it is, it's almost like you're distracted to some degree. You're not really listening to them. No, it's just like you're not paying attention. No, no, no. <laughs> and yes, it's like the raising of the voice. Then it gets to a certain point and then, and then what? So yeah. patterns, that, that would be a really good one to establish in many things, right, of, of, of working as a team, yeah, as and a it, family unit. Yes, again, it, but it's who's really in charge is the parent. You get to decide these things and decide them when the kids are young babies. Have a talk with your partner. What is our go-to? How are we doing discipline and make a pattern that both uh, parents agree on mm-hmm. that really makes a difference right and we did that was really good because my husband and I were really in sync with how we uh, our family values what we wanted our kids to be raised we wanted them to be really respectful and obedient <laughs> well remember I said I didn't want to have kids <laughs> so when I said I was going to have kids and we started to have kids I was going to have the world's perfect children to prove that it could be done because I'd watched you know my sisters with naggy sometimes whiny kids and I thought they don't need to be that way and so so I was determined to prove that you could have perfect children and I was extremely strict with my first couple of kids so the rules were the rules We, we did what I said but I balanced that that was the one thing that I did right because I could have been uh, looked at as uh, my youngest child used to say because he was the most sensitive one uh, he called me um, you know the, the the wicked witch of the north when he was joking <laughs> when he was a teenager that that's the kind of mother I was but we got we got along but when the kids were little so I was strict in everything that needed to be we are going to eat now this is the food eat it you're going to bed now right all the things that needed to be for their health and their safety and all of that 
But and so I was totally engaged in parenting because those first four years, man, if you get great patterns in your kids and you build their confidence and they are uh, they feel confident in who they are, you've set them on a great trajectory for life. But see, I was a strict person on one side, but I was a super fun person when it was fun time. Mm. I got down on my hands and knees and chased my kids around barking at them like a dog and hid, <laughs> they hid and I you know I'd hide and they'd come down the hall and I'd jump out at them and scare them. We had we played a lot of fun games when we were in the car. I sang all the silly songs back in the old days of the uh, baby beluga and all the cassettes that we used to put Oh yes. So yeah, we sang a lot of songs, we did a lot of things, we had a lot of fun. So then when mom said, "Now it's time to be respectful and quiet." Okay, because I wasn't this just this strict ogre of a yes. mother all the time. And so talking about that, going to places, I would uh, plan where we're going. And then while we're in the car, I'd tell them what to expect when to get there, how they would behave when we got there, because it's out of respect for the other people, not just the fact they're going to obey me. Their behavior affects everybody in the room. And wouldn't it be nice to help the other people have a good day there too, not ruin their day by being a whiny, snivelly, mm-hmm. grouchy kid. So I programmed that in everywhere we went. I talked about how we were going to act when we got there. And it made a huge difference. They kind of knew what to expect, what to do. And that's why I could look across the room. <laughs> and, right? and they could have fun. But they knew that but it there was a level of expectation. Yeah, we're not going to have a meltdown. Yeah. So we're going to go to a break. Yes. And then when we come back, we'll carry on with some more tips. Yeah, more tips. <laughs> nice that. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Have you been neglecting yourself and now is the time to make you a priority in your own life? To be kinder and more in tune with yourself. Maybe there is an area of your life you would like to shift or gain a new perspective. Margot of Healthy Energy would be happy to assist you. To get in touch with Margot to book your healing session or coaching session today, call 778-828-8005 or email healthyenergy at shaw.ca. That's 778-828-8005 or email healthyenergy at shaw.ca. Do you wish you had more energy? Would you like to have a more restful sleep? Do you experience discomfort in your joints? Maybe you'd like to release some excess weight. The Health Made Simple and Weight Management Made Simple programs by Secret may just be what you're looking for. To get started today, contact Margot Nielsen at 778-828-8005 or healthyenergy at shaw.ca. Again, to discover what Secret can do for you, call Margot at 778-828-8005 or email healthyenergy at shaw.ca. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are 
are listening to Healthy Energy with Margot. We'd love to connect with you on the program today. Call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to healthyenergy at shaw.ca. Now, back to Healthy Energy with Margot. Here again is Margot Nielsen. Welcome back to Healthy Energy with Margot. So, Pat, we were talking about you're going out and you're creating or saying the expectations to your kids so they had some understanding of what they were going to. Um, what can you, I don't know how where I was going with that even. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. It's, expectations, it's focus. Thing. Maybe yeah. we were going to the focus and I lost the focus. <laughs> Uh, so we had just briefly touched on, on, you know, what we focus on, we get more of. So if we are looking at, I quite often see this, if we're looking at something and it's not such a good thing, we might create more of it. If we focus, so I'll, I'll use the example of walking around, walking around the neighborhood. The other day I was focused, or walking Bentley and happened to notice that there was a lot of cigarette butts. That was kind of my focus. And then yesterday when we were out, what I noticed was dog poop everywhere. <laughs> it's like, all right, we need to shift the focus yeah. <laughs> to something different. But I mean, even that in kids, if you're looking at their, their poor behavior mm-hmm. and I'll go back to Bentley, even when we took him to puppy school <laughs> and he kind of, he showed his teeth and that's his way of saying, I'm not comfortable. And the vet that was there that night, he said, you don't want to negatively reinforce that behavior. Yeah. And I thought, thank you, because that's how I think. And B, so you would take that with anything. Yes. So if a kid is misbehaving, we used to say we need to redirect it as opposed yeah. to getting harping on them or something. But kind of redirect it to how you said with the picking up the toys is getting in there and doing something with them or just shift the energy, shall we say. Yeah. And... Uh, again, I just had a thought while you were talking and it escaped, but it's the um, focusing on the negative. Is It's so automatic as a parent. The kid's misbehaving, they're grouchy, uh, they're whiny, and then we say, you know, quit whining. We focus. We mm-hmm. focus on whatever that bad thing is and to shift that away. And one of the skills, I guess you could call it, that I've picked up over the years with working with so many kids, you know, when you teach kids every Sunday for an hour <laughs> mm-hmm. and I tend to work with the preschoolers kindergarten grade one the grade twos those are my favorite age range to be involved with because they don't talk back quite so much as the older <laughs> kids <laughs> they're not thinking entirely for themselves to disagree with everything I say and they they like to have fun but when you have disruptive toddlers and they're whiny and um, snarly or just totally disobedient just don't want to be a part of it I have found distractions. If you can be a master of distraction, then you can bring them back into the fun energy and the good energy. So when kids are whiny and snivelly and they're starting to cry, their mother's walked out of the door of the room and there they are and they don't want to be there. And mom said, you know, we'll see you in a little while. I'm just gone for a little bit, you know, play here. And they get all snarky and they're screaming. I just found being close to them in a really soft, re- and it's the relaxed. If the caregiver, parent, whoever's involved with children is relaxed internally in their energy, the kids pick up that. When we start to stress about what the kid's doing, they pick up our negative stress and worry, and they they can go a notch higher. I found if I'm calm and relaxed, 
and I can say their name quietly. Hey, Ryan, do you know what? I think I'd I'd really like to do this dinosaur puzzle, and I'm going to bring it over here, and I'm going to play with it. Do you want to help me? And I, I always do things that create fun. So with a puzzle, most people would take the pieces out. No, I take the puzzle, I turn it upside down, and I let it dump all over the table. So it's banging all the pieces and then the kids distracted, right? They're looking up. Then I lay it down and I say, hey, some of these will even stand up and stand. We stand them up and I just, without, you know, they might still be crying and I'm calmly doing all this, but I notice I get them distracted and I'll start putting a piece in and sure enough, they'll put a piece in or the (laughs) the best distractor I've found, especially for kids, who save a little kids and it's dinner time and they do not want to stay at the table. They've eaten their five pieces of something and they're done, yet everybody else has barely started, is I get stacker blocks or any kind of block that will stack up. And I'll just start stacking them. I won't say, oh, here, play with this, or you have to play with this. I'll just put it in front of them and I'll start stacking. And then they they get into it and then I knock it over. Kids love to see things knocked over. It's the best parenting tip I can give any parent (laughs) have stacking blocks handy or stacking you know those cups all those things and stack them up and knock them over and it is the distraction factor and it's turning that energy of focusing not on their bad behavior they're screaming or they're grouchy or they're mad or they're throwing their food on the floor which is all another discussion we won't go there (laughs) because that is a game that kids love to play right because they get immediate attention and all of that but it's to distract them into uh, changing their energy to do something a little more positive. And you can be, it depends on the situation. If you have bad behavior, you have to correct. That's different. But if they're just having a meltdown, right, or they're they're just unhappy and to just distract them. And that has worked for me, whereas I can have a classroom of six, eight, ten kids and I got one melting down and I can handle that. Other kids are playing and they're looking over to see this screaming kid. And I can just, if, if I stay calm, I can get that child to engage and stay in the classroom and their parent doesn't have to come back and take them out. Makes sense. When yeah. the kids were little, we used to have a class at, at the elementary school that was more for the, I don't know if it was ADH kids or, and one of the teachers, she would, you know, she'd be yelling at the kids or grabbing their arm doing basically what she wanted them not to do and then they brought in this young guy and he was fabulous oh let's go for a run so it was just changing the energy changing it up and making it okay that they were that way so I I do think a distraction and and just changing it up is, is is a great way to yeah to do it and it's not always easy you know when you're in that moment and you're been there done you got that. like a bazillion <laughs> things you need to get done and somebody needs to get out the door and it, it, it it's it's not always easy to have that so yes setting patterns is is a good thing and expectations and and working as a unit in that way now what about when you get into the teenage years do you work with many teens in in your church i am involved with them as my helpers we just ran a huge uh, kids week program and we had eight nine teens that were the uh, team leaders for the mm-hmm. events because they go, went from games to crafts to story time to snack and the teens were the leaders so I work with them more as a volunteer not that I'm running youth mm-hmm. programs at all yeah I like I like to stick to being really involved with the younger yeah. kids and because uh, I just find um, there's so much fun and I find younger kids the little ones the two three four year olds 
there's a lot of stressed out two, three, and four-year-olds these days, it seems to me. <laughs> I think they pick up on, yeah. you know, the energy yeah. of the mom and dad in that way, and yeah. they don't, it's like Bentley seeing you today, and I said, yeah. you work with a lot of people, and he's yeah. very attuned to the different energies, so he's picking up on that. So kids yeah. in a household, they will pick up what mom and dad are feeling. Yes. It may not ever be talked about, and then they might act it out, so if 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 people could be aware of that, like a lot of what we process isn't our own stuff that if we could just stop and take a, a you know, yeah. breath, like who does this belong to and what are they aware of? Like that's, yeah. that's one of the questions um, I know through access consciousness, like kids would come home and maybe they'd be really sullen about going to school or they don't want to be there. And we could say, you got to go, you got to do and be the parent in that way. But then what are they aware of? Like Bentley, I had the conversation with him when you were off doing something else, and I just asked him, what was he aware of? And we cleared some energy. And it's not necessarily good or bad, but I think little kids are, are picking up yes. on on how much is to go. And, you know, parents, yeah, I don't I don't envy people out there having no. to go and, and be connected. We were talking about cell phones of why things might be a bit different, that we're so connected. And... And when it's not working, it gets even more frustrating. <laughs> yes, because, yeah, because we see, like on Facebook, we see the world of other people's families and they all look perfect, right? They're all posting pictures of all the fun they're having. And But the cell phone thing is that electronic energy and the little kids being mm. involved with it. They say it's really hard on them as really young kids to be watching so much TV. They're picking up their parents' phone and they're flipping through the pictures or they're playing games because it helps keep them quiet in the car. And I think it's it's putting that extra stress on their whole being that doesn't need to be. And you're right, the energy of the parents because of the scheduling thing, right? Mom's coming home from work so that dad can go to work or vice versa. And they got this quick exchange of who's looking after the kids. And there's so much transitions happening. We don't have the stability that we had where there was more a calmness in the day. We went out and did things, mm -hmm. but not the rushing quite so much to get to everything. And I think it's really hard on the kids. So that brings up the fact of the sleep, that the sleep pattern, the, if you can get the kids to bed at roughly the same time every day, that's huge. And that's hard to do when you got a few older kids going off to uh, hockey or a piano lesson. That the younger kids in the family, if you have more than... Uh, they two, have to come along, right? Yeah, everybody comes along. And so, yes, we know our youngest. He really was raised in an entirely different way than the older ones because he was always, we're taking somebody to hockey practice. Well, I got to take everybody because, mm -hmm. right, that's... It. And so, yeah, sleep is a huge thing. And I think the parents these days have are really sleep deprived too, that they're running on full tilt. By the time they get the kids to bed... They're staying up later trying to get a, maybe a few things done or being on social media. Or just having some downtime themselves yes. at that point. Yeah. I know I I do. And I used to like it when everybody was asleep in my house. Yes. And I was I think I was taking my herbology class at that point and I'd be sitting there. That's when I would do my homework. And yes. even now, um, you know, my husband goes to bed earlier than I do. And if Dana's working afternoons, then yes. I, you know, I'll get some work done then. So, yes. And then I can get involved. And before you know it, it's like 1130. And it's like, okay, maybe time yes. for bed. So I'm sure that's a lot of lot of all of that. Yeah. I am the worst person to encourage other people to go to bed. Because everybody who knows me knows I'm on social media and I'm up very late at night. I am a night owl by 
personality <laughs> and by family inheritance. We There's a whole oh, bunch yeah. of us. We are night owls by nature. And now that I'm a senior, I find I don't need quite as much sleep mm. um, because I'm not going off and working at an eight-hour-a-day yeah. job. It's different for working people, too, what they're producing out there, that they need some good night's sleep. And the other thing is food, of course, is having the healthy, natural, uh, fresh fruits and vegetables in your kids instead of anything that's purchased and bought. You know, that's making a big difference because we're using so much fast food or boxed food because our families are so busy because that's at least there's food getting into your child. But it. It's not It's not necessarily the quality that no. helps to feed the body and the brains. We're going to go to another oh, break, and another. then we will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you wish you had more energy? Would you like to have a more restful sleep? Do you experience discomfort in your joints? Maybe you'd like to release some excess weight. The Health Made Simple and Weight Management Made Simple programs by Secret may just be what you're looking for. To get started today, contact Margo Nielsen at 778-828-8005 or healthyenergy at shaw.ca. Again, to discover what Secret can do for you, call Margo at 778-828-8005 or email healthyenergy at shaw.ca. Have you been neglecting yourself and now is the time to make you a priority in your own life? To be kinder and more in tune with yourself. Maybe there is an area of your life you would like to shift or gain a new perspective. Margot of Healthy Energy would be happy to assist you. To get in touch with Margot to book your healing session or coaching session today, call 778-828-8005 or email healthyenergy at shaw.ca. That's 778-828-8005 or email healthyenergy at shaw.ca. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Healthy Energy with Margo. We'd love to connect with you on the program today. Call us at 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to healthyenergy at shaw.ca. Now, back to Healthy Energy with Margo. Here again is Margo Nielsen. Welcome back to Healthy Energy with Margo. So, Pat, we were talking about sleep deprived and maybe, you know, the food aspect, which is a bit of passion of mine, is helping people to feel good about themselves and how to do it. 
And you and I were talking about you needing a mental break, even as, you know, <laughs> doing everything that you do. And, you know, that just shows you a, a retired or a, a, no matter what age you are, you still need a bit of a break. So you had taken a mental break and that might be something for parents if they can carve out time by themselves as a mom if you can trade off times or as a couple you take care of somebody if you don't have family close by to do that and and maybe you don't have the money to pay a babysitter um is is certainly one thing and i think it's also important to take time out for yourself as a couple to remember that you are a couple and not just a mom and a dad would you agree (laughs) oh big big time and we didn't uh, do it a lot when we were younger. I'm a, um, a do-it-yourselfer. Mm-hmm. I didn't trade off a ton with people. And because I love kids and I'm an organizer, I was I just looked after my kids mostly all the time. We did have the odd babysitter, but I really wasn't one of those people who needed to have, invite uh, tons of play dates over. Uh, we did a few, but we were involved in so many uh, group things. But I I. The focus on the family, which James Dobson started, what, 35, 40 years ago, that I was learning some of my parenting things from his books, they still carry on. In fact, their head office is at 200th and 80th um, over in Langley. And for people who feel like they're struggling with raising their kids or any part of their marriage, they have a radio show on at night. And some of them are awesome tips. And when I drive home from things, it's often between 9 or 10, 10.30 at night. And I listen still. (laughs) And they're really encouraging, especially in this day and age, date night once a week for Mm -hmm. parents. Find a way. And it doesn't have to be expensive. Like you said, just go for a walk around the block or even a walk to the beach or just go for a quick coffee. But get together as parents and then to actually be away from the kids uh, they try to encourage you know overnight or a weekend away every month because and yeah that's a lot that's a lot I don't think I could even fit that in nowadays right (laughs) but they need because of our our way our fast pace and there's so much going on that uh, husbands and wives are having so little time to talk to each other about important things because of the scheduling aspect of trading off who's looking after kids depending on what kind of jobs the mom has and the the disconnect that's happening Mm. uh, on the parent level is just just really hard um, now it's just so different the nine to five jobs aren't nine to five anymore with so many jobs or shift jobs and all of that shift work is interesting I know I did it for probably two or three days and said that's just not for me I much prefer how I work nowadays, I just, I feel so blessed and grateful that my husband does go out and, and does the regular job, whereas I can wake up when Bentley says usually, or when I, I, (laughs) quite often it is him, but I don't have that get up and go. I mean, I can certainly do it here, there and everywhere, but it's, it's by choice. I do what I do. So we've raised some good points. So let's maybe just round it up and clarify. You had mentioned being the parent that you want to be in charge. You still want to give your kid choice. Yeah, I'm I'm a big one on choice, and um, so that that was one. Be determined. So stand your ground. Mm-hmm. Um, following through. So that way you're helping them, or like how I said, you know, no means no. Doesn't mean yeah. ask me again. Yeah, but I'll change my mind. Stay focused on on. Um, what you mean. Be clear on your expectations. Yeah. I think these are good tips for anybody and everybody, really. 
um, being organized, I think the more organized we are, and you, you you have in your notes here clutter, and as I look around my house and think, <laughs> yes, okay, I'm getting there little bit by little bit, declutter the yeah. home. Uh, being prepared for anything is always a good way to, um, I don't know, just to, yeah. to organize your life in that way. Be relaxed, so have some time out with them. Have some fun. I know I used to like to do one-on-one time with my kids yeah. so that I would... You just get a different, I think always there's, you know, if it's me and my husband in the house, you add one more person, you add somebody else, or if it's me and one mm-hmm. child, you just get a different sense of who they are. And, and I think planning something with them is yeah. kind of fun too. Um, so that, that brings into being a kid as well. Yeah. I know when I'm silly, I think I'm my most self and I have one sister that we, we like to be silly together and, and it's, it's just, it's, it's awesome. Being community-minded, I think, yeah, we didn't you know, really we didn't really that. talk about that. We did a little bit in, in the teens of being helpful so that when they're out and they're helping each other, they are more well-rounded. And I think, you know, in jobs later on down the road, they look for that. Have you volunteered? Have you yes. helped somewhere? And it just, it gives you a different perspective on how different people manage yeah or work with a group or any of that, because you can be a parent at home, and this was one of my beefs in sending them to school, and it wasn't the continuum of what I was teaching. Yeah, yeah. But that that's, that's we're not going to go into that. community-minded, the one sense is, is the, the eyes to see what's needed to help others. I think uh, we're a very self-focused society a lot, and for our kids to have uh, opportunities to look around and say, how can I help? And so that when they're out, they notice what's mm-hmm. around them and what needs to be done, and if they can pitch in on something, and not just all how is it? How can I have fun here? Yeah, that part is really key or, or important. There was another person that uh, I had read a lot of was Barbara Colarasso. So though Barbara Colarasso was one, I don't even remember what her book is now, but it, it helped me a lot. And your other one was. Uh, I was read a lot with Dr. James Dobson. He has a series of all kinds of books on parenting that were really valuable. Okay. And if you want to get in touch with Pat because you like what she had to say or maybe you want some more more information from you, how can they get a hold of you, Pat? Well, I'm on Facebook as Pat Crookshank. I do have a Follow Grandma Pat Facebook page, which isn't highly used. I tend to get so busy planning activities, doing activities, that I don't uh, follow it. But I... The fall's coming and we'll back into schedule. <laughs> there you go. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can connect with me at healthyenergy at shaw.ca or 778-828-8005. Next week, we're going to have a recording of Dr. Cohn, who is the founder of Health Made Simple and Weight Management Made Simple programs. We mentioned a little bit about nutrition. This is one way to get nutrition into your kids. I will be doing a... Um, uh, challenge health challenge probably the third week into September and if you would like to join me I would love to create a community of health-minded people who are taking care of themselves who support each other maybe if they need to drop a few pounds do that but just it's a way of connecting and I would love to have a good group going where we are supporting each other I think that's that's I like I like the community aspect of just everybody taking care of each other, how to be kind to each other. 
So have yourself a magical week. If you do want to be connected that way, I suggest you listen to Dr. Cohn next week. He's an amazing man. Love his information. It's all about alkalizing your body. But have a listen to him. And if you want to connect, I'd be more than happy to answer questions or get you started with with a program. So have a magical week. Do something kind for yourself. Get out there and enjoy our sunshine we have today. We've got it back. And have a good long weekend before parents you start off with the kids back into school (laughs) and a new sort of routine and schedule thanks pat for joining me today it was i very uh it really enjoyed it it was a very new experience to be cool doing this yeah awesome glad to be here so if parents are listening take one thing and make one change take okay out of your sentence uh, a little bit (laughs) at least a little bit okay (laughs) thank you for listening be sure to join your host, Margot Nielsen, for another edition of Healthy Energy with Margot. We're live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. What positive energy can you attract in the coming week? Oh,